Hello, hello, good evening, or good late at night, depending on which time zone you're watching this in. It is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022, and today I am discussing the Great Resignation. You've been seeing this for about a year now, in all of the mainstream media outlets, they're telling you something about the Great Resignation. It all started when the, you know, COVID lockdowns, mass restrictions, all that kind of crap started to kind of fade away. You know, like after the vaccines were out for a while and they switched it to vaccine mandates, uh, they were like, if you're a remote worker, you're going to be going back to work. If you have been off work, you're going to, to go back to working at all, you know. <clears throat> and I knew there was something sketchy about it, right? I'm like, why do they keep saying this? The great resignation. I don't know anybody who's resigned because of some awakening to workplace benefits not being enough uh, during the pandemic or, or something like that. I, of course, have known people that lost their jobs during the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think that counts as resignation because your place of business literally just fucking went out of business and you don't have a job. So you starting a new career or a new job probably isn't by choice. And it wasn't because you resigned, you know? Um, so I haven't really seen a lot of regular people in some massive resignation, but yet the media kept pushing it, kept pushing it. So I was looking through it like all for, like I said, a year of, of the great resignation, the great resignation. And then I realized I was like, what is this softening people for? You know, it's got to be there's some something paid for behind this much mainstream media messaging, right? Like, <clears throat> They don't always put an ad for Pfizer, but they'll tell you how great their product is and why you're silly to question it. And then at the end, you'll see, oh, this product, you know, this show is sponsored by Pfizer, right? Um, so when we know that they do like shady ways of, you know, infotainment and uh, <clears throat> they try to mix advertising into it. It's not, I mean, it's, it's, you know, news was supposed to be educational. Like it was supposed to be reporting so that you knew what was going on in the world. Now it's become like advertainment, you know? Um, but I don't know if that's a word, but I invented it just now if it wasn't. If that's what the, mainstream media news is nowadays it's advertainment it's it's advertising and and titillating things that are going to get the the, the fear juices going it's just, it's just entertainment for for you know people who um, are easily amused and easily entertained um and who obviously 
believe in the narrative presented by the mainstream media. <clears throat> so back to the Great Resignation. New York Times, uh, Newsweek, New York Post, uh, you know, uh, Washington Times, I mean, uh, uh, Washington Post. All of them mentioned something about the Great Resignation. All of these people are quitting their jobs because during the pandemic, they did like this soul searching and they realized that their job was garbage. And it's like what they didn't realize before that their job was garbage. I kind of feel like a lot of people, if they had a garbage job, already knew this before the pandemic. It wasn't like, oh, well, they made me wear a mask. Now I realize it was garbage. You probably had a feeling that it was a garbage job. I mean, I guess once they told you you had to wear a mask or something, you definitely knew they were garbage. You confirmed it. I don't know. <clears throat> or told you you had to get a vaccine or something. Um, so that was the first thing. It was the vaccine mandates. And they were trying to pretend like there's this great resignation. When it was really a great firing, people being laid off or not allowed back into their workplace because they didn't get a vaccine. So that was the first stage of the so-called great resignation, where how they get these numbers of so many people have changed jobs or whatever. Well, they lost their fucking job because the government said, hey, uh, everybody needs to freak out about this virus and decide to inject themselves with some experimental stuff. And then they all need to be scared of everyone who didn't inject themselves with it. And let's. Let me digress for a moment on how weird that was and still is, right? That I don't have a problem with people taking experimental drugs if they want to do whatever. You know, I believe in that right to try. You know, uh, if you think that some kind of medicine would help you or protect you, go ahead, take it. I may not want to take it, but I'm not going to be like, ah, well, fuck you for trying some sort of medicine that you thought would work for you fine but the weirdest shit got to be when everybody who took it like snapped on some paranoia gene or, or whatever that other people who didn't get it were going to get them sick wasn't that the whole purpose of the vaccine is that if you come into contact with the virus which is i mean it's already ignorant presuming that everybody else has the virus but if you come into contact with the virus, it's supposed to raise your defenses against it. You're not supposed to get sick. Let's forget the fact that 90% of supposed COVID cases were not getting sick anyway. They were just positive testing and making people quarantine and miss two weeks of work for no fucking reason. And then it became less and less. Oh, well, you don't need to quarantine for 14 days. Now you can quarantine for seven days. Now you don't really have to quarantine, just wear a mask or something. We don't know. It's just fucking, you know, it, people go, wait a minute. I, I didn't really want to do that. So they go, uh, well, well, what can we get them to do? Uh, so scale back a little bit. So maybe they'll stick with that. It's ridiculous. Like the beginning of the great resignation was, was mass firing of people who wouldn't or couldn't get the vaccine because of this paranoia that I took a shot 
but it didn't fucking work. So I, I want everybody around me to have taken the same shot that doesn't work. It doesn't even make sense like that. If you think, well, the shot's not that great, but I took it anyway. But all right. Then why do you want everybody around you to also get it? Isn't, won't it be not great for them as well? Like, won't it not really work if it's already not really working? And when you go in to get two, three, four boosters, what are you boosting? The ineffectiveness? You already admitted that it doesn't work. And so what's going on is we're having little bits, more and more admissions of, oh, well, it didn't really work, but you still fuck people over for it, right? So then we see Walensky is going to reorganize the CDC and they admit some shortcomings and, and uh, they're, they're going to be better during the next pandemic. What do you mean fucking next pandemic? Hold on. Historically, pandemics only happen every 80 to 120 years. You, but y'all just gonna just accelerate that shit so you can move on to the next thing and maybe everybody will forget about the shit, the tyranny that you did during COVID? Is that what you expect? There's a local um, contemporary art center that was requiring proof of vaccination uh, for their events. Um, and now they're having a little thing on their website that says, we're grateful for all of the tools to fight the pandemic. And now we're happy to say that we're no longer requiring vaccination proof uh, or masking. And I'm thinking, so you, you know, and I, I commented, them, you know, it, it's, I mean, do you be, expect people to just forget? And just overlook the fact that you asked for their personal medical information. And not only did you ask for it, you judged them and categorized them and herded them into one group or another and made a negative judgment and considered them like diseased or dirty or something because they didn't want to take a certain medicine. People are just supposed to go, oh, well, I forgot that happened. They do that uh, men in black flashy thing. None of us can see anything. We don't remember anything. What happened, huh? And of course, the majority of people um, that bought the narrative in the first place, you know, the, their flashy thing is the TV or the internet version of the TV. They look at the news and all the bright lights and all the different little things on the screen and, and the, the man talking and repeating the same message and repeating the same message. They flip to another channel. They'll see a woman talking and repeating the same message and all the little lights flashing. It's fucking obvious brainwashing. They want the viewer to follow them along in this drama to get enveloped like it's a, a, a soap opera, since soap operas kind of fell out of vogue. Uh, the, the, the soap opera 
people apparently have, have decided to work on pandemics and and uh, national emergencies, you know. So besides for the, the pandemic uh, response being terrible from the CDC, uh, you know, can you guys maybe fucking do something about it? You know, like we have all of these people admitting wrongdoing now but yeah for some reason there's like no punishments being meted out Fauci is going to resign in December as we know oh isn't that cute I just watched a video and for some reason it wouldn't let me download it but um of him joking about gain of function research <laughs> I made it in my kitchen <laughs> to gain of function <laughs> it's so funny right not funny, bro. It's not fucking funny. People died. And regardless of your fucked up numbers from the government and the media, if one person died, it's too many for you to be fucking joking about, bro. It's not funny. Stop. Stop. So this dickhead Fauci, he's going to be resigning and his cultists are like actually fucking sad about this shit. The sad thing is that he hasn't fucking been arrested. Thousands, possibly millions of people died because of this scumbag. And he's just going to resign. I'm going to move on to other things. You like my uh, Fauci impression, by the way. I'm going to move on to other things in my career. You know, and 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 he... why? Why? Why are you going to do that? Why are you going to move on to other things? The other thing you should be moving on to is a fucking prison cell, bro. You need to be in the fucking jail. Like, what is wrong with people in the government? I know that they're taking money. I know that the corporations did it. Why fuck us? Why not fuck the corporations? If you're already going to be dastardly and not hold up your, the, your fucking end of the deal, why do we get to be the ones that get the short end of the fucking stick and Pfizer and Moderna, you didn't just lie to them instead. Why don't you fucking lie to them and tell the truth to us? Because after all, you would not be in the positions you are in if it was not for us. The people are the ones putting these fucks in the office and these corporations push them, push them, push them, confuse the fuck out of all the people. Even if they're not really counting your votes and the people didn't really put you in the office, the people are the fall guy for why you're in office. You claim that you got elected, right? Why? Why do the people got to get fucked? What do we do? As much evil shit as these corporations have done, could you lay out to me what evil shit the, the, the populace as a whole in the United States, what have we done? What have we done so wrong, so terrible, to deserve this. What? 
these people, they think they're God. Only God is God. Okay, there's only one God. One, one, one. It's up there, all around you, not in a fucking government office. Okay? He doesn't have a pen to sign lies. All right? You guys are not God. You're imperfect. And you dabble in evil. So stop with the power trips. Speaking of. Back to the great resignation. AKA government sackings. So the next level of the, the great resignation uh, CDC is being reorganized. Okay, they're all, you know, Fauci, everybody's resigning, getting rid of their shit, getting rid of their jobs and shit. And it, it's amazing how long it took for these people to be out of their positions. I wonder how long it'll take before they see some punishment. There needs to be some sort of lead, and I don't mean uh, before the feds show up. I don't mean vigilante punishment. I don't mean, you know, go find Fauci and, you know, stab him in his butt with a knife or some shit. I'm saying, when will the law punish these people? Because there needs to be a legal punishment for any people, to, for anyone to regain any fucking faith in the so-called system moving forward when people get away with bad behavior it decreases the public trust in the concept that any future bad behaviors will be punished and that's how you start vigilante shit by repeatedly repeatedly angering the common people and letting the elites get away with literal fucking murder. Vigilante stuff always ruins the message. You got a positive message you got something that's going to change the world. And the first thing you go, you kill somebody for it. There goes your fucking message. I mean, unless your message was that we need to, you know, kill everybody. <laughs> you know, but uh, any other message, you, you've destroyed the validity of your message by killing somebody. Because you're telling people that there's something good about your concept. And then, well, you know, had to crack a few eggs. In, in other words, people's skulls. That's not okay. Again, why us? Why the people? Why the people gotta get fucked? Why do they have to be shitheads and liars to us? They could have been shitheads and liars to the corporations. I guess we're not giving them enough fancy cars, enough, you know, uh, jet planes, and, uh, you know, these motherfuckers are all swimming pools and movie stars. And, uh, 
we're just regular folks. I guess we can't provide all that, even though they're already taking, you know, robbing us fucking blind. George Washington went to war over unfair two to four percent taxes. Here we are being taxed at 32, 37 percent of our fucking income and just sitting on our asses around like. Taxes, huh? Death and taxes, two things you got to deal with. What the fuck do you mean? With the death and taxes? You know the government came up with that bullshit. Death is inevitable. Taxes are not, friend. Let me break that to you. Death happens at the end of life. Taxes happen at the end of freedom. Okay? Just remember that. Back to the Great Resignation, though. So these fucks that have taken all this power, doing all this shit, they're all conveniently resigning, disappearing, and trying to back into the fucking bushes like Homer Simpson, you know? Um, I'm going to take a brief intermission. And uh, when I come back, we'll be able to call in, and I'm going to discuss some more Great Resignation BS. Are you tired of being bullied for having a whack-ass, boring wardrobe? Answer is simple. Get some style. Stop dressing like a chump. Get you some stylish gear from Fight Week. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and much, much more. Merch.fightweek.com Look around and get rid of that whack-ass T-shirt you're wearing. You know you want to join the cool kids, gang? Fightwing.com now! from the intermission and if you enjoy uh calling in and being a person who talks <laughs> kind of like i do uh you can go ahead and give me a call in 515-602-9751 that's 515-602-9751 um so the covid tyrants are like trying to be demure and just quietly disappear. I can't imagine what the world would be like today if we had treated other international criminals the same way. How, when we took the Nazis to trial, even though we hired a shitload of them, but the ones who were the really, really nasty uh, icons, the icons of filth, right? Uh, it was a big televised thing, and it was like trying to be some sort of 
you know, catharsis for the public. Uh, and I don't see anything like that coming up or even being discussed for these people. And yeah, people are going to say, well, it wasn't the Holocaust that they did. But they fucking tried. That's the thing. It's like, okay, yeah, you can't compare things to the Holocaust, mainly because few people were as successful at a genocidal state apparatus as the fucking Nazis. It doesn't mean that if they had the statecraft of the Nazis, that they wouldn't have done a fucking Holocaust. That's the thing. Intent matters. You know, they say well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, what about bad intentions? These motherfuckers had some very bad intentions. They intended to segregate the people by medical status. They intended to control the people using fear, fear related to your most innermost fears. They tried to touch into the deepest thing, which is your personal body's health. They tried to make you be afraid of the next person so that they could separate you. Now, during an election year, and so that you couldn't communicate, you couldn't be around people, you couldn't fucking have a family get-together without being afraid of people who didn't have their shots and stuff. I mean, they scared the shit out of people, especially simple people who don't know how to do a lot of research and find information on their own, which is what? The majority of people. Yes, many common people, private citizens, have process to bear, so to speak, uh, about this, their participation in this tyranny. You see videos of people admitting later they didn't have full confidence in the vaccines, but they were working for some organization and they can, they were part of a program to convince people in their community to take the vaccine. Now people, for example, Evanston right here in Illinois, North Shore uh, Health Systems being sued uh, for firing people for not taking the vaccine. You'll see that continue and it'll go and it'll go and it'll go, but our lawsuits on the companies and the institutions that abided by government orders and recommendations, are they the worst players? No, they're definitely, you know, bad. They've got some marks on their soul for collaboration with this tyranny. But, I mean, God is the true judge of, of, of all, of course. But we can as humans make judgments based on going forward with our own personal safety and the safety of others. So I, I can't make final judgment whether someone deserves to live or die, but I can judge whether someone has done enough evil things that I should, you know, 
avoid listening to them or following them. I can do that. I'm capable of that. And I think you are too. Most people, I think, are at some level good. But what we run into is that people want to appear good. And that's the root of the fucking evil here. They want to appear good and they get convinced that this evil fucking behavior will make them appear good. So when you lie and tell someone that something is good and you know that most people deep down want to appear good to others, you're playing with dark psychology there. You're saying, hey, this guy... I want to make him feel guilty, like he's going to hurt other people or he's going to be looked at as someone who wants to hurt other people if they if he doesn't do what I want him to do, follow with my scheme. How sick is that? This like emotional fucking entrapment, uh, extortion, emotional extortion, really. And they're just all going to quietly, quietly go away. Now we hear the Uvalde police chief has been fired for his, uh, what I would call accomplice, uh, uh, for being an accomplice uh, to a mass shooting. How the fuck do you not stop the shooter when you're the police and you all have like shit ton of weapons, guns, and you're there? It wasn't even like, oh, it was off in some remote thing and the police didn't get there in time. The police got there in time and stood there for fucking 45 minutes plus. On this dickhead's orders. So he's going to be fired. You think that's enough? In Texas, a state where they put people, life in prison, sometimes death row, for selling LSD. Psychedelic drug that just makes people sit and look at the ceiling and shit looks all colorful or some shit to them, whatever. You're going to be treated like a fucking murderer for selling LSD. But this guy's going to lose his job for 11 people dying and however fucking many that I don't remember getting injured. And all of the families that are traumatized for life. What about the moms who tried to go in there and help? The one mom they helped, they handcuffed her. Didn't let her go in and save her kids. She, she could have saved more kids if they hadn't handcuffed her for that period. Once she got unhandcuffed, she ran the fuck in, got her son, got her other son. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a literal tragedy. But the tragedy isn't just that some asshole with gender problems and mental illness decided to shoot up school because he was bullied or whatever. The fact is 
that there was nobody fucking prepared to handle his ass. And this is in Texas. Everybody supposedly has a fucking gun in Texas. Like the biggest stereotype that everybody's fucking open carry. And there's guns everywhere. Texas, Texas. And then this shit? A guy can come and shoot up a school in Texas of all places? I thought the fucking rocks and cactus had guns in goddamn Texas. I guess it's all a fucking myth and a lie and a fucking stereotype, huh? The police came there with tons of guns didn't want to fucking shoot them. What'd you bring them for? Why'd you even show up for? Take selfies? Or just to keep the moms from running in and saving their kids? Inevitably, all these types of firings and replacements, he'll probably end up somewhere else in the government. That's all counting as part of the great resignation. You see what the real great resignation is, is that the fucking government fucked up so bad. They want to make it seem like, oh, everybody's changing their jobs now. That's what's happening. Just it happens to be the government people are also doing that. Everybody's not changing their fucking jobs, bro. Everyone lost their jobs because of the fucking pandemic, and then they lost them again because of vaccine mandates. And then, boom, they had to find another job. That's not a great fucking resignation. And then you assholes are all quitting and resigning and being fired when you should be going to jail, prison. You should be locked behind bars and sitting and thinking about what you've done. You shouldn't be out there going on with the next stage of my career. Fuck you, Fauci. Fuck you, Walensky. Fuck you, police chief from Uvalde. Fuck all of you. Anybody who disagrees, fuck you too. So there. Sorry, not sorry. Said what I said. Fuck the World Health Organization. World Scam Organization. The Chinese Government Defense Organization. But now we find out there's so many fucking biolabs in the Ukraine. Who really knows where the fucking virus came from? It might not have come from China after all. Doesn't mean China's the good guys, though. They're still fucking authoritarian communist assholes. Uh, <laughs> just reminder, but, you know, I like to think about people as a group, you know, the public, I, I try to think like, how would I view this, right? If I had this like power over all this many huge group of people, would I, what kind of decisions would I make compared to these people who I'm criticizing? And I, I think, well, okay, you're presented with some information. Number one, be honest, perhaps, rather than, well, you know, we think people will react this way so let's just tell them this or let's just no full transparency full fucking disclosure there should never have been any fucking labs anywhere 
on the planet that American tax dollars are paying for where they're making fucking viruses. Period. I don't care if it was Wuhan, Ukraine, Bhutan. I don't give a damn where it's at. It shouldn't fucking exist. Uh, so there's that. And we're going to go and act like, well, it's just some mea culpas. We, we might have had some part in, in making that bad thing happen. Uh, we, we could have done better. We're going to reorganize. You need to reorganize your life for prison. Fuck. Why are these people not going to jail? We know why they're not going to jail because nobody has any moxie and everybody is subservient to them. Who's going to lock them up when they're the ones who people are listening to? This is how tyranny starts. When certain groups of people, scientists, doctors, whatever, transgenders, any fucking group of people becomes untouchable. That's how tyranny starts. Oh, well, you know, they can get away with whatever and don't have to go to jail for stuff that other people go to jail for. That's tyranny. That's what that is. You're creating an unequal situation and forcing the people to abide by rules that the leaders are not abiding by or cannot abide by or would not abide by whatever. So there's a level of sickness to these people that I want you to understand. You know, I know they had the, the Q people and the Trump or whatever. These people are sick, hashtag. And they kind of like took a little bit of the fire out of it, right? Because like it just became some Q hashtag, like, uh, well, weird people that study these kind of strange conspiracy theories and they're super hardcore Trumpers, you know, uh, they, they, they say these people are sick. But, but these people are sick, though. It's not just Q people or, or, or Trumpers that are, are, are feeling that, you know, that there's a certain level of sickness required for certain types of activities. You can't just act like you're normal and you're not sick when you're doing sick, cruel things to large amounts of people. I, it baffles me the amount of moral relativism that people in the government can put in their fucking minds, you know, they're like, well, you know, for, for thee, but not for me, you know, like, you're terrible if you don't wear a mask, but Fauci, since he's on camera, everybody in the audience has to wear a mask, but he cannot wear a mask and talk to you about why you need to wear a mask. It's tyranny. They're telling you that you need to do shit that they're not going to fucking do. Why? Why are they better than you? Why are they somehow, oh, because he went to fucking some certain college? You know how many people went to college? So what? Even if you are an expert on some specific science, it doesn't make you better, smarter than anybody else. It just means you studied and paid attention to this one specific subject for 
uh, many hours. You know, you you might be an expert on one thing and completely foolish asshole on another. Like how the government should respond to people. Maybe you are an expert on viruses, Mr. Fauci. I don't think you are, but let's presume that you are an actual expert on communicable illnesses. You're not an expert on how the government should respond to them. You're not an expert on the limits of government power. And you're definitely not an expert on how people need to live their personal lives and how people should treat each other and who should be invited to fucking holiday dinners. That's what I'm talking about. Level of sickness is required. Okay. You can't be a regular, chill, down to earth, friendly, God loving, positive person, or even an atheist positive person. I'm sure they exist, whatever. Probably not, but whatever. Uh, if you know, you can't be a good person and at the same time want to control people and hurt them if they don't comply. You are a sick individual if you think that way. Everybody gets angry sometimes. And if somebody does something to you in your personal life, you may have a thought, man, I wish something bad happened to that asshole. Okay, that's one thing. Everybody has those moments and you deal with those in prayer and atonement or just your own mental health uh, hygiene regimen, whatever it is. Uh, but when you get to the level of like many people and you want them all to conform to what you're saying and you want the ones who do not comply and who do not go along with what you're saying, you want them to be separated. You want something negative to happen to them. You're sick and you need to see a doctor or a priest or a rabbi or an imam or a Buddhist monk or a, 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 a spot in Walden Woods that, that brings you back to your, your base of, of remembering that you're a person. You're just a person. Everyone in the government is, as far as I know, just a person. Even if they've had high-tech implants, and you know, people are talking about, oh, they got the way shit ahead of us, and they 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 they're all transhumanists and stuff. I mean, never mind the fact that I was talking about transhumanism in 2007. Uh, but everybody that's coming onto the internet now is apparently a fucking expert on it. By the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can look into the Library of Congress. And I find Noctogram Magazine, which is a magazine I used to do. Uh, I might even have it around here somewhere. Actually, I do. Uh, it's a magazine that I put out dealing with many different uh, types of topics. And uh, unusual things. So here's the magazine. Next Graham magazine. This one is from August 2007. And it is in the Library of Congress. 
if you would like to. It has a ISSN 1935-0503 if you're a super nerd and know how to look up that type of stuff. Uh, we've got a wrapper, we've got some art. Here we go. Interview. Dr. James Hughes, transhumanist. He was the head of what was known as the World Transhumanist Association, which is now known as Humanity Plus or H Plus. When we're talking about this uh, COVID tyrant situation and transhumanism and the great resignation and everything, I thought back about this interview. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's a rather long interview, um, but I'm going to say that I thought of this already, that segregation would come back, right? Or could. And not in the way that people thought it was, but people were just going to be racist, you know. So a lot of this is me grilling the guy on basically, are, are you techno-Nazis? Are you guys essentially a, a, a liberal version of a bad science fiction movie, you know? So I'm going to read a couple questions and their answers to you. And I want you to think of these things while you're thinking about all these people who uh, have resigned and who will be sued and who have lost their jobs and who will lose their jobs related to their segregationist views and policies. So we talked about a different thing about, you know, I was saying about are these technologies, new technologies emerging that you're promoting, are they going to only be available to the rich and powerful? You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, they said so they, they, you know, hope that it's not like that, blah, blah, blah. But as of 2005 membership survey found this distribution of politics among their membership. And you have 90 seconds left uh, to call in if you'd like to. 39% are left-leaning, with 7% being libertarian socialists, 7% progressives, 6% democratic socialists, 5% social democrat, 4% green, 4% U.S.-style liberals, 3% left anarchists, 1% radical, 1% communists. Remember, this is membership survey of the world transhuman, uh, the World Transhumanism Organization as of 2005. So I imagine it's collected, probably going more toward the left now just because of the general disassociation of people on the right with anything even suggesting or referencing transhumanism. Um, so 22% libertarian, 
And the breakdown of that is 10% general libertarian, 7% European liberal, 2% anarcho-capitalist, 2% uh, Randian or objectivist, 1% minarchist, 16% of uh, just other type of libertarian. I don't know what that means. Um, and 10% upwinger or advocate of a future political system. Upwinger uh, was a term that the nerd community was using for a while. That they don't know what it's going to be, but this one sucks. So something in the future will be better, right? Which can be very dangerous if you don't specify, right? Um, 7% other, 12% not political, 8% just moderate, 3% conservative, and that breaks down into 9% Christian Democrat, 2% conservative, and 0% of their membership identified as far right. So uh, either they were uncomfortable identifying themselves as such, or they really have a problem where in their group they think that far right means like racist or Nazi or something. But what is racist when you're talking about transhumanism, you're talking about making a new race, right? Eugenics is a slippery slope. So from your organization's point of view, what is the transhumanist view of religion? What do you think of certain religions that identify as or claim to be transhumanist? And Dr. Hughes responded as follows. Transhumanism is not a religion in itself and is more or less compatible with many faiths. Although two thirds of transhumanists identify as secular or atheist. But among the other third, there is every type of faith group. Although we have strong ties to and rootedness in secularism, free thought and humanism, we understand that it's very important strategically strategically, to encourage transhumanists in all faith communities to be public about their beliefs, to identify the ways in which transhumanism is consistent or in conflict with their traditions, and to establish faith-based transhumanist groups, such as the Mormon Transhumanist Association, to encourage openness to human enhancement from their faith perspectives, to encourage openness to human enhancement from their faith perspectives. Remember that. From that point of view, it is not helpful for marginal groups to claim the mantle of being a, quote, transhumanist religion. That said, transhumanists with a spiritual interest, such as myself, are more likely to be in a humanistic faith, such as Buddhism or Unitarian Universalism, than in more rigid theistic groups, such as Catholicism or Islam. There are also some aspects of transhumanist eschatology, which are interpreted as quasi-religious, a utopian future, immortality, transcendent mental states, etc. People having some party on the street tonight. Woo. All right. Um, so let's unpack that answer a little bit. Most of them or the founding group, because this is the founding group of, of transhumanism, right? Most of them are secular or atheist, but they find it strategically advantageous to have people in faith groups spread their ideas. Okay? So they don't hate religious people, 
but they, you know, they kind of don't really agree with you and appreciate your viewpoint that much. So here's another question I asked him. Will there still be room in a post-human world for any of the trappings of religion as it exists thus far in its various forms? He says, some assume the secularization thesis that people will let go of religion as they become smarter and better educated. And we have seen that, have we? That, that, that has happened, but they've also become colder to their fellow human beings. So, but let me not interrupt. Let me read his response just as it is. Some assume the secularization thesis that people will let go of religion as they are smarter and uh, better educated. Others presume a continuing proliferation and evolution of the religious form incorporating the new realities of transhuman existence. Kind of like how we uh, people started holding Zoom prayer meetings when traditionally prayer people had to be together. Right? But there's a virus out and everybody's wearing masks, so let's hop on Zoom to pray. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next question. With all the emphasis on the geek factor, it may seem to some outsiders that transhumanism is an elitist movement only welcoming of Mensa candidates and well-educated isolationists. Is there an element of discrimination against stupid people or those with lower IQs than yourself to the transhumanist movement? What will be done with the mentally handicapped in the world of Homo excelsior? That's what they consider the next stage beyond the Homo sapiens, Homo excelsior, or the post-human. His response. There are some smart male transhumanists who are intolerant of people who they presume to have lesser capacities, just as smart males tend to do in any subculture. But on the whole, the transhumanist movement isn't just for smart people, nor is it discriminatory against the non-smart. The non-smart. While the range of technical interests that lead people to transhumanist convictions have in the past been confined to very educated, scientifically literate people, they're now becoming matters of everyday debate. We assume that most people, given the opportunity, will choose greater intelligence for themselves and their children and that it should be a goal of social policy, social policy, social policy, to reduce the incidence of retardation and increase the capacities of all citizens, which is in fact the goal of all societies. We doubt that there will be IQ ceilings implemented and we would be opposed to them if there were. That said, there will, it will be difficult for those who refuse to avail themselves or their children of cognitive enhancement to compete for higher education, work, and in the arts. But that's already true of things like literacy. We don't argue that no one should learn to read because the literate would find it hard to get a job. We just try to get them to learn to read. Again, do you see how even though he thinks he's being good. There's room for tyranny there because he's trying to get people to all comply. Well, we can all do this. Whenever anybody tells me we should all, I said, no, 
We shouldn't all do anything, okay? Last question. And finally, the doomsday question. What happens to the remaining stubborn humans when the majority has become post-human? What if some of us refuse to advance? Are they to be left behind? This is Dr. Hughes' answer. We've been able to accommodate the Amish and presume that it will be possible to accommodate refuseniks in a transhuman future. In more extreme scenarios, however, the gap between the persistently homo sapien, that's all of us right now, the persistently homo sapien and the posthumans become so great that the question is more akin to the relationship of human beings to animals with the hope that they will have a godlike sense of noblesse, oblige and nostalgic regard for the left behind. Hope that helps. Again, he seemed like a real nice guy, but the science world has warped the man's thinking, clearly. We've been able to accommodate the Amish. So, essentially, people who do not want to become post-human would have to essentially live in the sense like the Amish, outside of society and very little contact with people who are part of the regular economy and go to stores and, and, and shop and, and things or whatever they, you know, will be doing for their economic thing in the future. Um, but the last line is really telling and it says something about these COVID tyrants uh, because it's a similar thing. They consider themselves to be advanced. They're smart. They wear a, a, a mask. They do these different things to their bodies that normal people never have done, right? Um, they're receiving experimental medicines, and they're telling everybody, you need to get this experimental medicine. It edits your DNA. But first, they were telling you it didn't. But then, well, it does change your DNA, but that's a good thing. I don't care if you think it's a good thing. You should have told people from the beginning, honestly, that yeah, it is it, it, your DNA. Just be honest, maybe they don't want that. Maybe you could just be honest, right? But here we go. In more extreme scenarios, however, the gap between the persistently homo sapien and the post-human becomes so great that the question is more akin to the relationship of human beings to animals. How are animals doing right now? The relationship of human beings to animals. I love animals but I don't want to be called or 
have social policy implemented suggesting that I am at the status of an animal. Animals are property. Animals can be herded. Animals don't have human rights. Unfortunately, in my viewpoint, I as a vegan, I do believe that animals should have more rights. But that's a separate topic. Maybe as society progresses to making all of us in the position of animals, maybe we will start treating animals better. But I hope it doesn't have to come to that for that to happen. We do not want people who think like this being in control. It's okay that you think like this. You can think like this. We have free speech. You can push these type of ideas. You can invent and sell your weird computers that do all these strange things all you want. But implementing social policy... I don't think so, guys. I don't fucking think so. And I don't care how nice of a guy you seem like. All right? And at the time, this was all hypothetical. This is... I did this interview in um, early 2007. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, the relationship of human beings to animals. We're not at that stage yet, but they believe and are comfortable with that. That's the problem. It's not like, well, they all want to subject us like animals, you know, and they're, they're going to, you know, sub, you know, get us to submit and act like animals. No, they just figure that's the natural progression of where they're going and they're comfortable with it. It's not something you should be comfortable with. Okay. It's not something you should be comfortable with. And of course, I put some opposing viewpoints on the next page uh, to, you know, kind of make it clear that I wasn't just promoting his ideology. Um, but yeah, there's there's some some different things uh, about like the 1992 book Future Hype, the tyranny of prophecy. Sociologist Max Dublin points out the many past fail predictions of technological progress, and he argues that modern futurist predictions will prove sim similarly inaccurate. He also objects to what he sees as scientism. We've been hearing that word a lot recently, haven't we? Scientism, fanaticism, and nihilism by a few in advancing transhumanist causes. And, it, and he writes that historical parallels exist to the millenarian religions and Marxist doctrines. Various arguments have been made to the effect that a society that adopts human enhancement technologies may come to resemble dystopia depicted in Aldous Huxley's 1932 novel, Brave New World. Uh, in his 2003 book, Our Final Hour, British astronomer uh, Royal Martin Rees 
argues that advanced science and technology bring as much risk of disaster as opportunity for progress. However, Reese does not advocate a halt to scientific activity. He calls for a tighter security and perhaps an end to traditional scientific openness. Advocates of the precautionary principle, such as the Green Movement, also favor slow, careful progress or a halt in potentially dangerous areas. That sounds normal, and I feel like we ignored them, right? Some precautionists believe that artificial intelligence and robotics present possibilities of alternative forms of cognition that may threaten human life. But you know what? The military just designed a robot that can eat organic matter such as corpses for fuel. Aren't we happy about that? I'm not joking. You can look that up. Um, the Terminator series doomsday depiction of the emergence of Skynet, a malignant computer network which initiates a nuclear war in order to kill as many humans as possible, has been cited by some involved in this debate. And the surveillance state, we did, we have Skynet. They tried to make Skynet anyway. It had Google and it told you where everybody had COVID around you, right? Do you remember that? Contact tracing. That's the that's just that's just the early AOL version of Skynet. Um, I'm not gonna continue to read all of this, but I think you get the point. That since 2007, I've been trying to tell people about this shit. That they want to separate people. They want you essentially to all be the same and then we'll all get along. The same bullshit that the communists told you, same bullshit that the Nazis told you, if we all would just be the same, we could all get along. People will never all be the same. And they shouldn't be. People are unique. And that's the beauty of life. I like to meet interesting people with fresh ideas. I don't like to meet people who repeat things that they've seen on television like fucking robots. It saddens me. I believe I've talked for a good amount of time. Uh, stay free. And coming up next week, I will have Rabbi Green uh, on who was removed as the uh, speaker of a local Jewish organization of a local Chabad. Uh, he was removed as the local representative uh, for his reckless <laughs> uh, talking against the vaccines. Uh, and He's been at this anti-vaccine game quite a long time. Uh, he was dealing with vaccine mandates back when it was for schools and hepatitis B and all that type of stuff. So before this COVID crap came out, he was already on this tip. Um, he also does music. I heard a really cool song that he did. Um, if you look him up on Rumble, he has a song on there, um, a Jewish Hebrew song. 
against vaccine mandates talks about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. We'll talk about that more, but anyway, Rabbi Michael Green will be on next week. So stay free, avoid all the drama, and try your best to ignore the brainwashing. Think for your fucking self, people. Have a great week. <laughs>